season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. If you can rate the podcast, if you can review the podcast, wherever you do listen to your podcast, it would also be greatly appreciated. We are happy to be joined today. Pete Prisco, writer for CBS Sports, is joining us. Pete, how you doing? Good, guys. What's up? We are doing well, man. Week seven is in the books. Um, I think I think it was kind of some crappy games this week, but I think the biggest takeaway from the biggest win of the week, Cincinnati Bengals moved to five and two. Pete, I know it's only seven weeks. It's hard to kind of get a big picture take, but what do you think of the Bengals so far? Are they a threat? Oh, I think they're definitely a threat. And uh, look, when they drafted Joe Burrow, the franchise changed forever. It, it did. They haven't had a great quarterback in a long time. And when you get a guy like that and build around them, you're going to have success. And it's not just him, though. I mean, look, they get Chase, the big play receiver. Remember the questions about whether they should take Panay Sewell, Chase. I think they took the right guy for what they're doing. Um, you know, the, they can run the ball when they need to. Uh, the offensive line is much improved, and he's got a lot of weapons. So offensively, they're really good. But I think what people need to pay attention to is that defense. They went out and spent money to grab guys, and those veterans have come in and really helped that side of the ball. I mean, Hendrickson has five and a half sacks. That helps make Hubbard better. Reader's playing well in the middle. Logan Wilson's uh, on his way to a Pro Bowl. He's been really good at linebacker, and I think the secondary's been really good. So add it all up, and there's a reason why uh, that team is at five and two, and right now would be the number one seed, the AFC. Yeah, Logan Wilson's becoming one of my favorite players in the league. He's so exciting to watch. Another surprising result in the early window yesterday would have been the Kansas City Chiefs only mustering three points against the Titans. Do you think that spoke more to the Titans' defense, or is there maybe big concerns about this Kansas City offense? Well, I think there's a couple things at play here. And, and, and funny when you mentioned the Kansas City offense, but I think you have to start with their defense. The defense has played so poorly at times that I think it leads to the offense pressing. And what you're seeing now is teams playing a lot of off coverage against that offense and saying, okay, you got to be patient. You got to run the ball. When, when you fall behind 21 nothing, you can't do that. And I think you get out of what you, even if you have that as a plan, you you get out of it and it forces you to start pressing. And I think Mahomes left some clean pockets on Sunday. His line wasn't great to begin with. Um, and, and so I think it's, it's a combination of a bunch of things, but that offense hardly looks like the unit we thought it would look like. At least I didn't, I thought it would look like, and they can't get the ball, you know, to anybody down the field because teams are playing so off on them. We saw the bills do that a couple of weeks ago. So they have to adjust, and I think that's on Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes to adjust to what teams are doing to them. You can't panic. You have to be able to take little dink and dunks down the field and run the ball at times to try and get you know scores when you do fall behind. If they start panicking, it just kind of 
you know, just keeps rolling downhill like a snowball. And I, I think you have to be able to, uh, to be slow, be patient, be methodical, because not everything is a big play. Yeah, I think with the Chiefs, I think the biggest killer right now is just the turnovers, right? Like Patrick Mahomes looking at over nine interceptions, I believe. Like if a guy like Carson Wentz had nine interceptions right now, he'd be getting shredded in the media. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are on Mahomes. Of course, he's still a great quarterback, but uh, it's a, definitely a storyline to kind of keep an eye on down the stretch. Look, Kyle Shanahan, Pete, uh, this team now is uh, doesn't look like they're going to be a big contender in the NFC um, they're kind of all over the place at the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo apparently is the best guy in the roster when they just traded up two first-round picks to get Trey Lance. So it's kind of a, a weird thing for Kyle Shanahan to say at a press conference. Is it time to start giving this guy some heat here? Like, I feel like he's been kind of hidden from any criticism in the media. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, and Kyle's done some really good things, but he's also done some really bad things in his career. And I think he did a bad thing on Monday, uh, Sunday night. I, I think when – they were gashing them in the run and they got the turnover and they gashed him for 12 yards and got down to the 16 and he threw three consecutive passes and they settled for a field goal. And that's just bad coaching. That, that makes no sense. And you could talk all you want about, uh, you know, you saw something, they, you know, they, they loaded the box, whatever, but you were gashing him in the run game. And, and I think sometimes arrogance can be an undoing of a coach. And I think that's just arrogant coaching. You know, you think I'm I'm smart. I'll show you I'm smarter than you. And he did that in the Super Bowl, and it was 28. You know, it, the 28-3 comeback. It, all he had to do was take three knees and kick a field goal, and the Falcons would have a Super Bowl ring on their fingers. And and he didn't. He threw. You know, he threw the ball. They had the sack, and, and it just is a bad bad situation for him in, in in some of his game management. And and yeah, it was a wet conditions. It was bad conditions. But you, you got to do things that you're good at, and they're good at running the football, and they got away from it. Uh, after the opening drive, which I thought was a mistake. I agree. Uh, On to another team with kind of some question marks at the quarterback position. That would be the Miami Dolphins. Last year or last week, there was big rumors circulating that they'd be big players for Deshaun Watson. But I'm having a tough time kind of figuring out what Tua's trade value is to other teams. Like, do you do you think Tua? is attractive as a piece coming back in a Deshaun Watson trade? No. And just talking to people I've talked to, I don't, I don't think there's a great market for him. Um, but again, if you're the Miami Dolphins, how do you sell trading for Deshaun Watson to your fan base? That's, that's the question I want to ask. I mean, okay, he's got all these legal issues hanging over his head, and, and some of them are serious accusations. And you're going to trade for a guy, A, you don't even know if the commissioner is going to put him on the exempt list. I don't think he will. But B, he's going to face all these issues, these legal issues going forward, some of them criminal, potentially. So if you trade for him, what are you saying? How's your fan base going to feel for that? And I know people look at it from a football standpoint. Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Tua, and nobody would ever argue that Tua is better or close to being better. But I think this is one of those situations where you have to be careful what you're trading for because of the stuff hanging over them. Why can't you just wait? The Miami Dolphins aren't going to the playoffs this year, even if they trade for Deshaun Watson. And it's easy to point the finger at Tua, but the offensive line is dreadful. The receivers have all been hurt. Uh, the defense hasn't come close to playing up to what they thought. And you know what? Tua did some good things on Sunday. He made a bad decision in the end zone, but I think that was a miscommunication with the receiver. And he had a terrible interception in you know midfield. And, and but aside from that, he did some pretty good things. So 
I, I just look, I understand the attraction of Deshaun Watson. He's a good quarterback. Uh, but I don't know how you trade for him now, which is why I think you wait until after the after the season to see how that plays out. So the AFC conference right now is kind of tough to wrap your head around. You got the Cincinnati Bengals, Las Vegas Raiders, and Tennessee Titans all at the top with five wins. I know we just talked about the Bengals. Besides them, are you looking at like, like is there a favorite in this conference right now, or is it just completely up for grabs? No, I, I think when you look at it, I think the 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 Bills are the best team in the AFC. And I thought that all along. I thought they, in fact, I thought they'd win the Super Bowl. I, I think they got caught in a situation against the Titans where they played at Kansas City the week before, put a ton into that. And, and if we've seen that pattern play out over the course of the last few weeks, it, it, it's one that traditionally works. And, and by that, I mean a team gets so jacked up for a game and, uh, you know, a big game against a good team that the next week there's a natural letdown. And even if it's a division game. And we saw that, you know, a couple of weeks in, early in the season when the Rams beat Tampa Bay, they beat them up pretty good. And then a week later, Arizona went in there, beat them up pretty good. And we saw it in that Kansas City game where they beat, you know, they beat, put everything in to beat the Chiefs. And they did because they spent the offseason evaluating how to get better rushing the passer. And then they went in and uh, lost to the Titans last this week. The Ravens put a ton into beating the Chargers a week ago. And you know, put a beat down on them. And then they were at home this week and got beat by the Bengals. So I think it's hard in this league to continue to play up, up, up on a weekly basis, which is why I think the bills got that loss that day to uh, the Titans. But I think the bills are still the best team in the league in the division. I mean, in the NFC, in the AFC. Pete, I'm going to get you off on this here. I got to, I got to transition to my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, It's been a rough go since the start of 2020 as an Eagles fan. Uh, they're the, they have the fifth worst record in the NFL over that stretch. Of course, they just fired Doug Peterson, got rid of Carson Wentz, brought in Nick Sirianni, and Jalen Hurts, the starting quarterback. It has not worked out, to say the least. They have not scored 22 points in five of seven games this year. It looks like they're regressing. They're going backwards. They're not a better football team than last year. It doesn't look like there's much optimism. What's going on in Philly? What what does the future look like? Is there any? Do you think there's any chance of Sirianni as a one-and-done head coach? Like, what, what does the future look like for this team? No, I don't think he's a one and done, but he's got to he's got to realize that you can run the ball in this league. Um, and I'm a big pass first guy, but you have to be able to have a little more balance than what he's had. Uh, I think he's trying to find out. The team is trying to find out if Hertz is the guy and looking like he might not be. Um, you know, and Wentz is out playing him right now, so that has to sting a little bit. Not that Wentz was the end all be all in Philly either, because he wasn't very good last year uh, when he played. But uh, they have to solve the quarterback position. And if you don't solve the quarterback position, I don't care what else you do on the field. It doesn't matter. You have to have that guy. You have to have a guy who, when you have ills, he can cure them. And, and, and when you don't have the ills, he rises and raises everybody's level of play up a bit. So that's their problem right now. And it hurts isn't that guy. You know, the game, for all the mobility and everybody loves guys who can move and everything, the game still is meant to be played from the pocket. You have to be able to throw the football. You have to be able to go through your progressions. You have to be able to get to the one, two, three, four and check it down rather than one, two and get out of there and create with your legs. And right now that's what he's doing. Can he get to that? Who knows? Uh, but right now they're limited by what they have in terms of the quarterback position. And and I think going forward, they have to decide what they're going to do there. I mean, look, people, I've heard people say play Minshew. Play. Minshew's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, having been around that Jaguars organization for a long time, and dealt with no a ton of people in that building, I can promise you they don't think he's a starting caliber quarterback. So 
I don't think the Eagles should either. That would be a mistake. Just play Hurts, play it out, and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go very well, you be you have a ton of draft picks, <laughs> and and you should be able to fi- fix the quarterback position or at least try to in the next draft. Pete Briscoe, writer for CBS Sports. You can find him at CBS Sports HQ. Pete, thanks for doing this. All right, guys, take care. Take it easy. That is Pete Briscoe again of CBS Sports. Today is uh, today's episode is sponsored by Coolbet. Coolbet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. Coolbet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use the deposit code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing with Coolbet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, and Coolbet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Coolbet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coolbet Canada. Coolbet, stay cool and bet responsibly. Pete Prisco of CBS Sports. We are back on the Double Doing Podcast. Uh, this is a good transition, Warnsy, into uh, is some Eagles conversation. No Eagles talk with Deeg this week as I will be away Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. So I gotta get my uh, I gotta get my Eagles takes out here now. Eagles lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think the final scores are 30, 33, 24. 33-22. It was thirty to seven going into the fourth quarter, so the score was not matching to the end score. Yeah. Um, look, th- this is uh, this is rock bottom of this year for me it, it, when it comes to the Eagles. I've uh, I haven't seen anything over these last seven games that proves that anything has changed over compared to last year. The Eagles have the fifth worst record in the NFL since the start of twenty twenty. Texans, Jets, like you're, we're in that category. Like that's that's where this franchise is right now. You are the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the squad you're hanging out with right now. Nick Sirianni's head coaching staff and the coaching staff in general have not done anything to kind of prove that they are they look like the leaders or look like they can be transition this team into a playoff team and and build. I'm not seeing anything. The other thing yesterday, too, like Warrensy, the defense, like, holy Christ, I've oh. never seen a worse defensive performance in my life. Derek Carr was 31 of 34, completed 91% of his passes. It is, it's insanity what Jonathan Gannon is doing with the defense. 63 snaps, Raiders had 63 snaps last week, three man coverage snaps, three. That's it. They just sat back and just said, cover two all game, fucking attack us. Derek Carr did it. They're at four of the last five quarterbacks the Eagles have played have completed more than 80% of the pass against them. That is messed up. I don't know what's going on with this team. Warzy. I am, I, I was telling you before, so I'm getting like apathy now. Like I'm starting like just not to care. Like, like you saw me like when I was watching the game, like I, it was, I've had enough. <laughs> 31 for 34 from Derek Carr is just, that's embarrassing from a, from a defensive standpoint for the Eagles. And the cherry on top is Darren Waller didn't even play in this game. Exactly. So I don't get why they're scared. Why don't you just man up with these guys? Like, who was, who was, who were you scared of? Yeah. Why no. were you sitting back in zone against this team? It also, Darius Slay is supposed to be a cover corner. Thank right? you. Yes. You're basically taking one of your best defensive pieces and not using him to his best strength. And that, they're doing it with the whole team right now. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like this defensive scheme is not matched up for the personnel. The offensive scheme is not matched up for the off- offensive personnel. Like the way that Jonathan Gannon plays his defense is you you sit back in zone cover two, cover six, kind of like two deep safeties, like deep deep safeties, and you're banking on your linebackers to make plays. When and the Eagles don't have that, that's not the way this team's built. They are built. Their their strongest position group is is cornerbacks. Stephen Nelson, 
Avante Maddox and Darius Slay are all having good years. Like, they should be the focal point. They should be playing straight up man-to-man. Kind of similar to a Jim Schwartz defense. I'm looking, if you want to run this style of defense, then transition to it in a year or two. But, like, it's not working right now. And the thing, like, I'm harping on the defense. That is probably, I'd say the Eagles defense is probably sitting at the fourth or fifth biggest worry in the organization as a whole. Like, they're, they've got way bigger issues than that. Like, I'll go big picture here for a sec. Like, I was telling you before the podcast, too, I, I'm at the point now where Nick Sirianni is a one-and-done head coach is on the table. Like, it, it's, it's there. I can see it. I, yeah, I completely agree. That, that performance yesterday was one of those just lifeless type performances. It was men against boys. What you retweeted uh, this morning really caught my attention from uh, Paul. Sorry if I, uh, I'm getting this wrong. I'm just going to say his Twitter name, Paul Hembo. <laughs> um, the NFL record for completion percentage in a season is 74.4. That was Drew Brees in 2018. The Eagles are allowing a completion percentage of 74.4 it's, right it's, now. It's messed up. Like they're, they're, It's too easy. Yeah. You're not making anything hard. Like you, you, They're just letting you do it. And look, I... There is different ways to play defense. I get it. Like, if you are, if you have the right personnel, you can play this way. Like, kind of like, we'll let you try to get long drives. We'll try to beat as deep. But you need a good offense to do that. So they're trying to throw deep on you. Like, you can't just have an offense going three and out and then playing this way. It doesn't work like that. So uh, that's a really good point. Yeah, like, it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Like, I, I, not, since week, like, three of 2020, well, I'll even go week one when they lost to Washington. Like, in week one of 2020, nothing has changed. It's been 16 months of the same crap. And I, I, I don't know what's worse. I think the 2021 Eagles are worse than, than the 2020 Eagles. And that's pretty freaking hard to do. They were pretty bad last year. So I don't know what, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like it's, it's ugly. It's very, well, it's so, so ugly. I know it is ugly and you don't trust the general manager whatsoever. So I know it's hard to get excited for three first round picks. Cause you don't know what he's going to do with them. You don't have faith that he's going to deliver on those, but three first round picks is three. First I know, round but picks. it's week seven. Like, I don't want to be looking at that crap. And like, I get it. Like it's exciting, but that's literally what I'm going to be hanging my hat on for the rest of the year. And I don't trust Harry Roseman to do anything with it. And I was another thing we were talking before the show. Like if, if you were a coach or a GM, like this would be a, this would be a kind of a juicy job. Like you have three first round picks, you can clean slate. They have some, they have some cap space to work with a new quarterback. You can kind of implement your offense. I don't know. I, I think like if you're, oh. gonna, if you're going to hit that big red fat button and blow it up, like I, if, if it continues like this, like I, I want, I'm not 100% out on Sirianni yet, but like it's getting there. Like he needs to, shit needs to start changing yeah. quickly. Yeah. And well, Weren't there big time rumors that Sirianni wasn't really one of their first choices? No, he was and on vacation when they interviewed him. Right, but everybody that they tried to get beforehand basically yeah. said, "No, I'm not coming as long as uh, Howie yeah. Roseman's there because Howie Roseman has his hands on everything. He can't. He doesn't even. He what GM has hands on the game plan? Apparently, Howie Roseman does. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. So I understand why a coach, like, yeah, I believe there's a report Brandon Staley said, no, nah, like, he, he's not going there if, if Howie Roseman's there because he didn't want, he didn't want to feel like the shadow of Howie over him with every decision he makes. So apparently, Brand, there was a rumor today in the Philly Inquirer, like, uh, Jeff McLean wrote an article on it, that Brandon Staley wanted nothing 
to do with the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Nothing because of Howie Roseman. So yeah. that's he's, a he's gotta go. He he needs to go. Like I don't like, he if if they even try. Like I know we're looking way ahead here, but if they fire Sirianni and don't fire Howie, that would be his. He would be hiring his fourth head coach. Like you, G, GMs only get two max. I can't picture um, if they fire Sirianni that yeah. Howie stays around because yeah. who you. Going into a draft with three first round picks, you're kind of saying, okay, you're built, you're starting from now on, right? So you, you wouldn't want Howie to have that exactly. that power because you would who whoever you want in that general manager spot, you'd want them to start fresh with those three first round picks, and Howie would just be recycling kind of the same old thing, right? And first, they got to figure out the quarterback position. Yeah, and that's number one. Pete Briscoe made a good point like earlier, like. The- Hurts, I don't. I'm pretty. I'm 95 percent sure. Like Hurts is not it, and and I, I know Hurts and Sirianni married together is not it. But I know that for a fact. Yeah, but <laughs> Jalen Hurts was drafted to be a backup. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. you don't spend second round picks on a backup. I've said this. I preach this. When you take a quarterback in the second round, you are banking on him to be a starter at some point. That's what you you don't use that resource on a backup quarterback. I mean, what Jalen Hurts is right now is kind of what he was projected it's, to I know, be. And it still was a stupid draft pick yeah, then. Yeah, it's not like Hurts is playing worse than what scouts thought out of college or better. This is kind of what he was, yeah. which is a athletic, high IQ guy with... Well, that's a, his IQ. Like, he doesn't make smart decisions. I don't... I don't he know. Played bad. He it's, played it's hard bad. to even get like a grasp on him because the coaching staff is incompetent. They're not playing ground strength. It's hard to even get a read yeah, on him right why? now. Like, well, I exactly. I that's true. I should uh, not be so hard on Jalen Hurts when one of your best offensive players, Miles Sanders, doesn't even get touches. Like yeah. what? How, why? How are you helping your young quarterback succeed by not leaning on the run game a little bit more? And like Pete said, like it's he's a he's a pass first guy all day, but you you gotta run the ball some yeah and they their refusal Miles, to run Miles, is, Miles Sanders went out they just abandoned it like I think Gainwell and Boss got like 11 carries after that but like it's just it's it's ugly it's so so ugly like this is this is the lowest point I've had an Eagles fan since basically like 2015 like the Chip Kelly when I remember the Lions just plastered the Eagles on Thanksgiving on, on 2015 like that was that was rock bottom and look look who's coming up in the Eagles schedule this week Detroit Lions. Oh, <laughs> and baby. I would not be shocked that if the Lions get their first win against the Eagles, then then Brendan Deeks hit rock bottom. Yeah, but so maybe we'll God, maybe we'll hold I'm, off. I'm assuming week. that I'm assuming that game's gonna be the most viewed game, right? Yeah, that's in, gotta in be NFL. prime time. All right, I can't do anywhere Eagles. Um, what do you got? Where do you want to go from here? You want to go Bengals? I think they they were the story. Uh, they were the story of the weekend. Yeah, pick your take your pick. I think. Cincinnati and Tennessee both just had incredible performances yeah. this weekend that really established themselves as contenders in the AFC. I let's start with Tennessee because I I've been low on this team. I like you said last week, good teams find ways to win diff, different ways to win. Tennessee just won a game with their defense and against their, Patrick Mahomes and their passing. The Tannehill was on fire. That eight that that AJ Brown Julio Jones like that was the first kind of glimpse of I didn't, did jones play uh, yeah jones played i believe right i don't know if yeah, he, he did had, he had to be at the big catch on the sideline right no that was brown because brown wears number 11 he looks like oh. Julio out there <laughs> but Julio uh, jones played he had two catches for 38 yards 
Oh, okay. He was there. Yeah, like, AJ Brown was awesome. Like you, you kind of saw what they were looking for, like the play action pass built behind the Derrick Henry run game. You kind of saw it against the Bills a little bit in the second half as well. But you can kind of see them going into form. Like they're starting to get the momentum. You said the defense played well. I also think the Chiefs' offense had a big part, a big aspect to do that. Their offense sucked. Like yeah. no one was getting open. Like there was no separation for Holmes at all. And Tennessee's secondary is so bad. We were I talking know. about it. I don't know. They, they, they've got issues. We'll, we'll definitely have a Chiefs conversation on this episode. But, uh, yeah, Titans were impressive. Because, um, I mean, Derrick Henry, 86 rush yards, no touchdowns. Like, that's by far yeah, his lowest he, they, total They, they did year. well. The Chiefs yeah. held him, kind of held him in check. He never, I think his longest run was, like, nine yards. Like, he didn't have a his huge game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, exactly. If you said to me before this game, Derrick Henry is going to be held to 86 yards, I would have loved my Chiefs bet. Yep. <laughs> I would have loved it. And exactly. clearly it was one of my worst bets of the year. The Chiefs didn't even come close. This game was over early. Like, yep. This it was another bad week, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, this is a cool stat. Oh, well, not the cool stat, but uh, where is it? The, this was the second highest margin of victory. In a game since the merger, and like when when the NFL merged right. with the AFL, nineteen point two points was the average win this week. Holy smokes! Yeah, there was blowouts. <laughs> it, was, it was a really crappy week. Like, the Titans. We just talk. I think the Bengals and Titans kind of stole the show. Are, so are we gonna admit that Jamar Chase was the right pick? Yeah. <laughs> are we Are we ready to say that Sewell's probably could be a great player, but Chase looks like a bonafide stud right now. I I agree. Yeah. Like what well, he's. He's basically, he's on pace to surpass what Justin Jefferson did as a rookie last year, which everybody was yeah. saying was the second best rookie season ever, only behind Randy Moss. Like, Jamar Chase might be going into that Randy Moss-type territory, which I hate that there's an extra game for reasons like this. So it's yeah. hard to compare. It's hard to compare just pure yards and touchdown numbers because I believe Moss was around the 1,300, 1,400 range, but... Mark Chase is on track to to get there, which yep. is awesome. And Joe Burrow looks good. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's he's this. I was wrong on the Bengals and Cardinals, hundred percent before this year. These teams have uh, these teams have completely caught me off guard. Jamar Chase is third in yards per route run right now, out of all wide receivers in the NFL with at least thirty targets. Like he he's he's balling, and like he's had a seventy five he has seventy five yard touchdowns all the time. Like he's getting deep, and uh, they're a threat this week was against marlon humphrey like he yeah. marlon, marlon humphrey, humphrey had a rough, rough might day. have had his worst yeah. game as a pro 100%. to be honest it yeah. was bad but that's what was a uh, really impressive about jamar chase to me in this one is marlon humphrey's a physical type corner jamar mm -hmm. chase isn't the biggest guy and if he's having success against those bully type corners like watch out because he's a little he's a whole package at wide receiver um i think the next we gotta go is San Francisco and Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Wanna talk? Are you ready to admit that you were wrong about Carson Wentz? The Carson Wentz trade? Are you there yet? No. Well So would you okay, so if you were Indy right now, let's look I'll, let's I'll kinda I'll twist this question a little bit. If we were Indianapolis Colts after seven weeks, you knew you were gonna be three and four, you saw Wentz play this way, would you have made the trade still? Not for a first. No, so think. like a, a conditional So you You've seen the way Wentz played. You wouldn't give mm. up a first and a third for Wentz. Of you got, I think you get Wentz at like twenty eight million dollars for the next like two years, which is pretty cheap. Maybe 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely a lot closer to yeah. admitting it than I was before. But I mean, I, Wentz played well. It was Jimmy G lost this game. Yeah, and it was pouring rain too. Like it was a yeah. tough environment. I I, I want to say like. I think they had about 100 yards total in pass interference flags in this yeah. game, I think. But at one point, they, at one point like, they were, had more pass interference yards than they did, like, actual yards. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always said this, like, why don't teams do that? Underthrow a couple deep balls, oh, yeah. you, you get, like, 40-yard flags. It happens yeah. all the time. I know. And, yeah, the Mike Shanahan conversations really got to be had. Mike Sorry. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, what conversation. Was, what was that record I sent you? He's what eighteen to thirty four now. Yeah, eighteen like, to thirty four since the Super Bowl, something like that. He's not not having a uh, good time in San Francisco, and that was ugly yesterday. I didn't. I just they come out first drive, run it right down their throats, like made it look so easy, and then their offense just struggled the rest of the game. Like I know they're missing Trent Williams and George Kittle, two elite players, but. It, their offense last night off a bye and you're supposed to be Kyle Shanahan supposed to be this offensive genius I didn't like I didn't like what I saw at all of that game plan with an extra week to prepare yeah I I uh I agree I uh I don't I was not high in the 49ers I when I saw them live in Philly and I thought the Eagles should have won that game I, I since then I'm like the 49ers just don't they're not a threat to me like I think there's so many I think there's 13 to 14 better football teams in the in the league right now, minimum. Yeah, the like, 49ers. I don't think they're in that upper echelon. And look, I, I, Kyle Shannon is not hasn't been doing well lately. I know it's been some roster issues. They had, they got banged up last year at injuries, right? Like they've had, they've had some injury issues. The one thing is like Trey Lance and him better work. Like that's what you're they banking on. Like, yeah, like, this is it. Like he, he, this is Kyle Shannon's basically got two maybe three years max to kind of to show it now like he i'm not saying uh, rich uh, the rich eisen show uh peter schrager was on earlier today i was listening to it he's he made a good point not on the hot seat but eyebrows are raised now like i think it's mm. not like not i think it's in the mainstream now to kind of criticize him before he was untouched like yeah you didn't talk shit about kyle shannon yeah. now like he it's there's there's yeah, some there, warts yeah exactly exactly yeah um yeah no Pouring rain. It was a little mm -hmm. bit of a sloppy game. Moving around the league. Yeah, let's just run through the league. There's not much else, right? Like, kind of. Yeah. It was a really lame week. Why don't we just do a run through? I will in one minute. But do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below the waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. Their finely tuned pube products feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, did I mention it's waterproof? This trimmer is a shower essential. That's 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Use code DOINK. Alrighty. Down in Lambeau Field, the Packers took care of business in Washington 24-10. 
feel bad if anybody was on Washington plus seven and a half. Taylor Heineke just it was like there was an imaginary wall there or something. <laughs> he just couldn't get into the goal line. He was uh, he was played a good game until he hit the twenty yard line. Yeah, oh. it, exactly. They really, really struggled in the red zone. Credit to Green Bay's defense, I guess, a little bit there for red zone defense, but. This I feel bad for Washington here. Like their defense played well in this game, and they weren't even in the game. Yeah. Like, eh, I hate. Is, is it too early to say like this is a completely lost year for Washington? Hundred percent. It was like I didn't give them any chance of beating Washington, uh, being Green Bay, and they, they showed you lose in different ways. You, like, again, if you're a bad team, you lose football games in different ways. Yeah, this is a complete lost year in my opinion. I don't know where I don't know where they go from here. Like they're they're kind of in a they're kind of in no man's land now. Like you you, you put all your resources into in the defense. Defense isn't playing very well. Now you like now you're banking on that money and that extra resources to go find a quarterback. Now you don't even know what you have on the D line. I'm assuming they'll be okay, but like they're clearly not as good as they thought they were. There, defense is flaky, man. Like we we've said it we said it all offseason. Like it's hard to kind of to to migrate where you where you think a defense is going to be after a year, but definitely didn't see them being 27th in dboa right now like that's wow. not where, where i saw them coming in so yeah. yeah sitting at two and five uh not looking good for Can the we have Washington. a bears conversation quick sure <laughs> a lot of positives <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the final score 38 3 um i asked you before the show are you worried about justin field as as, as the last how many starts he had in the row three Four? Yeah, that sounds about has right. He, has those four starts changed your long-term view of Justin Fields? No, it hasn't changed my view of Justin Fields. I am 100% driving the fire Matt Nagy yeah, bus, though. He should, he should be fired. Like, the thing is, they're only they're three and four still. They're gonna freak, I know. They're going to be, they're gonna be eight and nine. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that, right? It's frustrating, but Justin Fields has been sacked 22 times. Most of any quarterback in the NFL this season. He's 30th in the league with 131 pass attempts. So he's been sacked the most, and he has the, one of the lower <laughs> pass attempts. Like, yeah. he gets sacked 14.4% of his dropbacks. No other QBs even at 10. Like, he is under pressure, and it is quick. Like, yeah. the O-line just got absolutely abused last night. Yeah. And they were throwing at guys that, like, I, I'm pretty good at dude, the offensive line team. I they were know. throwing at some guys that I've never heard of. I did not know their right tackle at one point. Lachavius, right? Yeah. I didn't know why that guy could Simmons have been a completely or... made-up human being I would not have known. Yeah, it was ugly. And until this, uh, until this management invests in the O-line, I, I'm scared, like, it's not going to get better. Like, yeah, you, you, you can't have a decent, even a mediocre offense, in my opinion, with this bad of an O line. Like it, it agreed. just isn't going to work. Uh, the Tampa Bear, Bay looks great. Yeah, Bears trailed by thirty points the entire second half, and only yeah. had one hundred and sixty-eight yards yeah. in passing. Like that's that's bad. What was the stat about the passing yards? The so first they, they, team ever to first, start. First team since two thousand. I think this, there's only been two teams that have done it. The first team since two thousand eight. To not have more than 200 passing yards in, in the first seven weeks. That How 200 you... yards in passing nowadays is nothing. That's... You, can, you can have three, you can have your last two drives in garbage time and rack up like 80 passing yards there, right? Like, hard to do. Tom Very Brady hard. had four touchdown passes in the first half. The Bears have three passing touchdowns all season. 
There's another wow. one for you. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't think just I think Fields is fine. Like you, you can still see the talent. You're right. He's he's getting attacked every every single play. He, he does. He is a little slow with his progressions and stuff. Yeah. Still, but natural rookie stuff. The yeah. people that are like saying, "Oh, he's basically giving up on Justin Fields because he look he's struggling with his progressions." I every rookie quarterback struggles with his progressions. Seriously. Like it's it's a hard thing to do yeah. that jump from college to NFL. And the Matt Nagy's not the guy to teach him the the rope. Like, right. I, so I just, that's I what it. I'm worried yeah. about. I'm worried that Matt Nagy gets his claws into him and yeah. worries or ruins him for down the road. But Bears defense is disappointing too. Uh, after they they, they were pretty, on the field the whole yeah, game. They, they had a they had a pretty good week against the Packers and yeah, I think I think their defense is gonna win them some games. Like they're gonna their defense is gonna be probably top 11 top 10 it's classic bears they beat the teams they should but they have no chance ever at beating the upper echelon teams <laughs> they just get dummied by the better teams but then they take care of business versus the teams they should be hey the Bengals have they have Bengals are only have two losses and yeah they somehow the... have wins against the Bengals and vegas two five win teams they beat <laughs> that's funny i didn't know that. i don't know that yeah the bears uh i think Again, about eight and nine, probably you're looking after the year, but that was that was an ugly performance. All right, uh, what else you got quickly? Which other you do we want to touch on any of these blowouts? So Car- what Cardinals like thirty-one-five over Houston. I don't there's much there. to bring there. Tyrod Taylor is back in Houston. What do you do? Why why are they starting Tyrod Taylor when he comes back? I don't really get it. Why don't you just let neck play? Yeah, David Mills. Like why don't you just let him like see what you got in him? Like there's no really yeah. point. Like your bank, you want a first round pick. They're gonna like they're gonna have ammo. Like what? What? I think the Washington trade is coming. It's coming in the next. I think November second is the trade. The trade deadline. I, I believe so. Up. Yeah, yeah, we're about so, a week away. Yeah. yeah. So it's happening. Like when Rappaport and those guys, those guys have sources. When I've always said that. When when those dudes say a trade's coming, it's bank on it. Like yeah. they, they're Houston's leaking it out. They have offers. Apparently, I think Jeremy Fowler reported today that multiple now Watson's like fine with like he doesn't he's willing to wait with no, no trade costs basically just get G- GTFO out of here. I want to go somewhere else. So right that's it. I think it's gonna be a gonna be a fun story to follow. It's a spicy yeah, meatball. and I'm really curious to see what he goes for. Like this is and whoever yeah. does it, that's then what you, I your, to, your yeah. fan base would kind of what Pete Prince said earlier. Like whoever makes that trade, you better have a good PR team ready to go. Yeah, big time. Robert Salah and the Jets. How how does Salah's defense give up fifty four to the Patriots off a of bye? Yeah. You're supposed to be a defensive head coach. You put together a game plan for two weeks of, against a team you've already played. Yeah. You've already seen the Patriots this year. You have an idea of what to expect, and you give up fifty four. That that is bad. I did. I, I don't think I watched a snap of that game. What do you I, mean? We were watching Mike White. Oh, oh yeah, Mike White was there for a bit. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't really remember anything about that game, but uh, I do. Like, I looked at the score. Like, 54 points is, and the Pat Patriots offense. Like, that is, that's not an offense you want to be giving up that many points. That's a bad sign. I don't really know what to make of the Salas start so far. Like, I, I don't think. I think the the roster just doesn't have a lot of talent. Like, I don't think there's much you can do. But it's definitely not off to a good start. And the Jets were dead last in EPA per play this week on defense and it wasn't even close so like they, they they're they're struggling uh, I, I, yeah jets I, fans are not happy on twitter now like, zach wilson's out two to yeah. four weeks it can't get ugly there My, like, uh, mike white <laughs> 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 no idea that guy existed on earth yeah. until until uh 
Who's from that? All right, I got nothing left, man. That's this week was yeah. Carolina with another stinker too. Detroit struggling still. Miami loses again. Yeah, it wasn't a great week. Alrighty, so again, I am gone. To no Eagles talk with Deeg on Tuesday. Eagles talk with Deeg will be back on Friday. Um, I am traveling for work for a couple of days. So Eric warns you will be hosting a Double Dunk podcast on Wednesday. So make sure to tune into that. Weekend wagers for him will be back on the Friday as well. And we will talk to you later.